Marie Didina, your spiritual life coach. This is the Beyond Grounded Podcast. Our goal is to help you overcome those paralyzing roadblocks by discussing life experience and connecting you with your universal team. Welcome to the Beyond Grounded family. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Beyond Grounded. I'm your spiritual life coach, Brandon Dino. And today is such an amazing guest for me. His name is Cody Edner, and he has over 30 years of teaching and practicing meditation and intuitive awareness. He is the founder of the intuitivevision.net and co-host of Energy Matters podcast. Cody is the former director of the Berkeley Psychic Institute and Schlepion Wellness Center. Did I, did I pronounce that right, Cody? Asclepion. Asclepion, okay. His current passions are continuing to explore, learn, and teach what it means to be psychic. So welcome. Welcome to the Beyond Grounded family, Cody. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm kind of excited to get into it. Well, definitely. Um, So can you just take everybody back to the beginning stages of where you started to realize, you know, you and your true soul passion? Yeah, that is the question, isn't it? (laughs) And, you know, that is the question because it is about the journey, you know, and and in today's world of quick fixes and hacks, it, it often becomes about the destination. But the spiritual path really is about this journey, this unfolding or awakening in oneself. And I was fortunate enough to have some experiences early on that uh, started to kind of tickle that part of me or uh, allowed it to awaken. And and I had a a few experiences that made you know the the world of spiritual energy real to me. And and one is uh, that I don't often actually share uh, in in different interviews or podcasts is that when I was about um, 15, I was up in the, the mountains uh, just kind of exploring, and my grandmother was really sick at the time, and that this this moment, like I had this feeling of her, and she came to me, and I had this experience of her uh, showing up and kind of saying hello and goodbye, uh, although it wasn't necessarily in words like that. And then as I got out of the mountains later that day and got down to where, um, you know, there was a phone. This was pre-cell uh, phone time. This would have been... So you're not uh, trying like, to age yourself, I'm, I'm hoping. No, this was like 80, <laughs> 1984, I think. Um but when I got down out of the mountains, I got a message that I had a phone call. And the minute I got that message, I knew, oh, yeah, my grandmother had passed. That was what that visitation was. I had her sense of her presence and a sense of, of just kind of her being there for a moment. And so I, I called my mom, and that's what the news was. So that was one of my early experiences with uh, kind of having – connection with spirit, having an awareness of energy and spirit, and then, you know, having it kind of validated. Um, and and it didn't really freak me out, you know. I, I, I've never really been uh, scared of it so much. I've always had an interest. Um, and then I think the bigger, maybe the biggest thing that really uh, kicked me off uh, on my journey or awakened something in me was actually the first time I got a reading. Um, I was up in Idaho with my aunt, and uh, she was uh, taking me out for an afternoon for my birthday. And um, I've always been interested in books and uh, 
and like to read. And so we were at a bookstore, and there happened to be a psychic upstairs, and it was a palm reader. And so, and my aunt said, "Hey, do you want to get a reading? I'll buy you a reading for your birthday." And I said, "Sure." So, oh my God, what a, my what a kind present! Of spiritual aunt, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she was like the one that would take do things. Um, the crazy aunt that everybody has. Oh, I, I would fluffy heart that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like to be the crazy uncle, right, to my <laughs> nieces and nephews. Um, it's it's fun to, to kind of uh, help people awaken and, and kind of share the world with them. So so she was kind of, you know, let's go do this reading. And I said, yeah, that'd be great. Um, and we got up to the reading room, and it turns out she really wanted a reading as well. So she went first. And she got it's like a your birthday, but got, you just sit here a minute. Let me fill it out. Right. <laughs> Crazy protective aunt. <laughs> <laughs> Although I didn't really take it that way. I, I was at the time. It was like great. You go ahead. I'll watch. And and I did. I got to sit in and watch. And uh, as she was getting her reading, this this thing started to happen to me, which is I started to in my head. Uh, answer the questions before the psychic did, and they kind of matched what the psychic was saying. So it's kind of like she would ask these questions, and I would kind of in my head think, well, that's easy, the blah, 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 like I saw this whole thing. <laughs> did you tell and your aunt to get a refund? <laughs> yeah, and then the psychic would uh, say that. And so I really didn't know, you know, what was happening other yeah. than uh, it was – a really interesting experience it felt really different and and i kind of by the end of it had the thought well maybe i could do this um this seemed just natural to me and then i got my reading and my only question really at the end of the reading was how do i develop my uh, psychic abilities and and i was like 14 at the time this this was uh, i think this was right around the time my uh, grandmother had passed actually and and so my question was about how to develop my abilities. So in looking back on that, I, I think I already, always had the interest of wanting to explore, uh, you know, this unseen world. And and that's a big part of it. We can't, you know, there's a, the awakening that happens, but there has to be kind of an interest. A lot of people um, start to awaken and uh, try to turn it off or shy away from it or it's a little too scary um, and so part of what I do and um, you know many teachers in this field do is kind of have to demystify it and and make it not uh, scary right it, yeah, it's very actually much so. a part of our human nature to have awareness kind of beyond the physical to have awareness of this other aspect of self that it exists in the energy world and in the spirit world, so to speak. Yeah, I believe that a lot of times whenever I've talked to people who weren't sure and they're going, well, I can't do what you do. And I said, yes, you can. I said, but here's the thing. Do you believe you have a soul? And when they say yes, I said, so here's the simple simplifying of it. Soul talks to soul and our body talks to body. I said that it's pretty much, you know, it equates itself out like that. And uh, I said, but don't think that you need to have the same concentration and passion. I said, you could be here completely learning something different. However, you know, in the same token, it's like, don't ever think your soul's sleeping on you. It's doing what it needs to do through you. So it's here for its own experience. 
But right. yeah, but you, like you said, yeah. you have to take out the fear and demystify it sometimes to for people to open up and not be so afraid of it being such a you know labeled as a dark experience or something of that nature. Right. And even the word psychic in its root means of the soul or soul essence. Um, and so to explore that part of oneself, even as I teach intuitives and I teach people to get into connection and awaken their psychic awareness, it doesn't mean they're going to become psychic readers Very true. or that they're going to channel the energy in that way of being a healer or a reader or a medium or even a teacher. It, it's about getting in touch with a certain aspect of who you are, certain aspect of being, and in the path or in the journey of awakening to that, uh, maybe find a little bit more about what you're here to do, what you're here to create. Your path and your journey uh, is unique, and it, it's not to be connected with or awakened to your intuition or your your psychic energies is not mean you have to be a quote-unquote psychic in the world. In fact, most people who practice, learn this stuff in practice, uh, don't you know become that as a profession. They use it as a way to stay connected within, to go deeper within, to awaken um, to you know different abilities, to channel and focus their energy into what they're here to create, which could be you know anything from family to a business. Right? There's no there's no guiding uh, principle that we have where we say, well, because you have this, you have to do this in the world. It's, yeah, it's more about here's what it is to be a full human being. Now go out and create. In the oh, I love that. I love that how you're you're just kind of explaining it on such a beautiful connection of self in your journey here. I love that so much, Cody. Now, what I later found out about what happened to me in that first reading was I found a, a intuitive training uh, school, and what I discovered is one of the best ways to uh, help someone awaken in their uh, intuitive self and, and to their energy self is to get give them a few tools and then let them kind of match another experienced psychic. So when some once someone's kind of opened up and and can set or be in the energy of uh, seeing of being really focused, say as a clairvoyant or a medium, uh, if someone is already kind of sensitive and already um, you know, has that psychic part of themselves a little bit activated. When they get around that uh, other person's energy, they'll they'll open up that much more. And so that's what happened to me was I matched essentially that psychic who was reading my aunt, and I and I opened up to this thing in myself, and it just happened. I had no control over it. I had no way to really articulate what was happening. I just knew that I was, in essence, seeing the same things. Uh, that the psychic was seeing. Uh, so, so that's one of the ways that it works. Is uh, we have to kind of get together sometimes in a group and and meditate and work our energies to open up. And it's a lot safer to do it in a in a group. Yeah, lots of support. Um, and, and these days, you know, when I say group, it doesn't have to be in the same room together. We do a lot of things over Zoom and uh, in, in a lot of different ways, but it's helpful to have that group connection uh, where we open up or we're working energy uh, together. It's a great, great way to 
kind of grow and expand and learn uh, from each other. Completely agree. Where meditation is a little bit more of a solitary thing, right? I mean, we tend to go within and and kind of work ourselves, you know, in, in the solitude or the privacy of our own space. And that's very powerful as well. It's really a mix of both. Yeah. Yeah, completely agree. So your intuitive and psychic uh, abilities that you woke up to and you put time into, um, was there a different time when you really started waking up to like the meditation passion that you had? Well, in many ways, the meditation was the first step. So okay. when I started to uh, wait, awaken, and I would—I don't even know if I would call it awakening at, at that point, right? I just had these things happen, these experiences, and they led me to explore. So I explored, uh, you know, ideas about like what are chakras, and I read many of the spiritual books of the day. Uh, you know, this was in the early 80s. And so, uh, gosh, Ruth Montgomery was around. She had a bunch of books about walk-ins, and uh, there was channeled books, like the Seth books. I mean, this is way back. We have a lot more <laughs> access to different things these days. There's a lot of, of uh, different books out there now. Yeah, Google about... just transformed life as if everything is uh, yes, tangible. Exactly. <laughs> and so there's like instant access. But, you know, back then, like my first guided uh, exploration into meditation was with some cassette tapes that I was able to get a hold of. And they were on chakras. So, you know, exploring the idea of energy and chakras was kind of a first step. And, and then I found a place that a school for intuitive training and meditation tools and meditation practice was definitely the first step is starting to uh, connect with oneself and, and go within because that is the place where you know you really can focus your energy and open up your energy and the, it happens out in the world as well but the place to practice it is uh, in a meditative uh, practice in a kind of a safe setting so even having a, a school is like a safe place to start to turn on your energy turn on your abilities and explore them um, and then out in the world you know you start to bring that out into the world as you become more more confident uh, many people that are highly sensitive and i was one of those uh, really kind of had to hide in the world or, or felt so sensitive that uh, we kind of hid or shut down our abilities um, and so having a safe place where it's okay to open up and explore uh, you know is really important and even if that's in your own home once you get a few tools and you get a little guidance you can start to have that safe space uh, you know in your own in your own home where you can open up and then you have hopefully a community that you can connect with and ask questions of and learn from where you find someone like you that has you know been through the journey and and you get to ask questions and get guidance along the way it's really hard to open up uh, all by oneself you know in isolation and figure this stuff out very um, true. So much of it. Yeah, it's so much of it. Uh, you know, there, we used to kind of have a, a saying, one of my teachers used to do a talk that uh, was entitled, You May Be Psychic, Not Crazy, because so many people, when they start to open up, 
in these abilities and have these experiences, you know, one of the background thoughts is, God, am I, am I crazy? Am I losing it? I just saw this thing or felt this thing or heard this thing that just, you know, isn't there. Um, and so part of demystifying it is kind of getting over that uh, kind of fear uh, that if you have these experiences, there's something wrong with you or, or maybe you're, you know, you're kind of losing it. And, uh, well, yeah, it's like that. The saying yeah. is, you know, surround yourself with like minds. And then right. you feel more comfortable opening up and talking about it as opposed to like, well, like you and I briefly talked about me growing up and me talking about certain things that I saw or heard or felt. And then it turned into like imaginary friends, like I needed a doctor. Right. <laughs> and then as I kept going through my journey, the universe kept bringing more and more people into my life to help kind of change that perspective, even for myself, because it was so real to me. But yet I was going by definition that was given to me. Right. So, yeah, and and there's definitely these these kind of strict uh, boundaries about what is real and what isn't, and we're we're often told, uh, you know, that some experience, especially as a young child, that some things we're aware of and notice that they're, you know, that that's just our imagination, uh, or it's not real, and. And then if we experience them later in life after being told that many, many times, and it, the whole experience is so real, it's very easy then to kind of think there's something wrong with you or you're, you're losing it or going crazy. Very true. Um, so let's talk uh, about the school that you went to. That was the Berkeley Psychic Institute. Berkeley Psychic Institute, yes. Okay. And so do you just want to talk a little bit about... Is that where you, you continued your journey in making this, you know, your what we would call a career and passion was the beginning of your studies at the Berkeley Psychic Institute that trans transformed into you learning how you wanted to teach and Yes. Yeah, so I I was about I think I was seventeen when I found a, the Berkeley Psychic Institute. I, like I say, I already had the interest. I had already been kind of exploring uh, you know, with the resources I had at that time, which which weren't many, uh, reading some some books and getting a few meditative tapes and, and using them, and then I happened to find the uh, Berkeley Psychic Institute, and I got a energy reading, and and it kind of felt you know like home. It felt like I'd found the answer to all of these experiences, or like it was you know there. And so I took a class, and and really that that was the answer to how you know how do you, how do I develop my psychic abilities or uh, become more in touch with this part of myself? Well, in a meditation class and starting to learn uh, the basic energy tools uh, that it takes to work with energy and to direct your energy and to move and change energy, uh, and to in a sense kind of find one's own space, one's own energy uh, space, we might say. Did you have that, anyone during that time that stood out and became such a phenomenal mentor that helped, you know, see what, where you were going uh, with your energy in you that just, you look back and realize now that there were so many confirmations that, that you was in, you was on, on the right path for, for what your soul wanted to do? I, yeah, absolutely. There was a, a number of things. That, and even my first reading there, uh, 
was something that validated uh, and and opened me up to an experience that caused me to uh, want to you know explore more and and to think oh this is a place where I could learn so I I got an energy reading a, a clairvoyant reading and towards the end of the reading the reader and it was just one gentleman he was reading me and he said um would you like a healing and i said sure which i didn't really know what any of it meant <laughs> and he just kind of raised his hand and, and started to wave it in front of me but when he did that when he did the healing i felt this rush of energy kind of up the front of my body and i saw this flash of colors and and so that like to open up an experience energy in that real direct uh, very real way um that really validated and confirmed you know many of these other kind of more subtle experiences with energy and knowings that i had and, and sensations like this was you know many of those experiences kind of tenfold like in the in the power of it and the reality of it and that really made me want to explore more and to take a class and and once i got into class and learned how to connect with energy uh, it's kind of funny i had a maybe a little different experience um with than a lot of people so in that first healing i kind of let, had this thought of oh i have to learn how to do this and in my first class, as I, uh, as we learned to ground and, and get centered, and as I had that experience, I had this very clear thought of, oh, I have to learn how to teach this. <laughs> so each step, uh, there was this voice kind of in the background that just said, made a decision almost. And, you know, in the foreground, I was as uncertain and, and uh, you know, in, in some ways, uh, scared and tentative as as any of us are when we start to open up in a spiritual path because it is a little bit scary and it is a little bit exciting and it is a little bit um, you know unclear and, and uncertain and all kinds of questions so I had all that going on but every step of the way I had this very clear voice uh, saying yes this is the next step it's like your glorious light bulb going off, going, yep, keep going. Don't don't focus yeah. on uh, on your moment of how you're overanalyzing. What does all this mean? Yeah, it was like this very clear inner voice of, of here's that next thing and a very clear picture about uh, doing it, following it. Uh, and, and so, yeah, I had a little, some kind of a guidance, some kind of a, a voice and and you know maybe it was my inner voice maybe it was a spirit guide kind of chiming in you know pushing me along the path because that happens too uh, but there was always that that thing that helped move me to the to the next step and then i later taught at the berkeley second institute for you know over a decade um, i ran an intuitive training center um, and trained you know hundreds of clairvoyance and and uh that was many many years ago that was in the early 90s um so i've been been actively teaching and uh reading and you know healing doing energy work uh, gosh since since really i started once you learn to 
to ground and move energy. You're starting to do energy work at first on yourself, and then you start to learn healing and moving energy and reading. Uh, so I guess it's been around 36 years now. Which You're like, not that I'm going to put that out there. <laughs> well, honestly, it makes me feel like as much as our souls are extremely old to, to a lot of us, but at the same token, it's almost like, preach it to me. Like, I, I love that, like, you know, calm and solid and all the all the things that I'm growing and learning. And I love just sitting in your energy going... Ah, yes, this feels like home. So, you know, it doesn't matter if you're dating yourself, you're still young and vibrant and forever whenever it comes to our souls. <laughs> right. Well, and it does, it speaks to the, the journey and, and the path. You know, it's meditating and being aware of energy and working energy. It's it's not like I don't teach it as a weekend seminar. It's not a quick fix. It, it really is a, a path or a journey a way of relating to oneself and then it becomes a way of relating in the world to be aware of the forces, you know, kind of behind uh, what we see right in front of us. So the energy forces, how those uh, energy um, levels and the movement of spirit move people and move events and shape relationships and affect us. And that might extend to past lives and that might extend to spirit guides uh, guiding someone and it might extend to karma. There's all these energy dynamics happening behind the face of everything in the world. And uh, someone who opens up to their intuition, it's not just about having the intuitive answer of what I should do. Mm -hmm. That's part of intuition is kind of knowing uh, where I need to move my energy to just be on my path and what I need to explore and open up to. And that's a very powerful aspect of intuition. But the other side of it is more uh, a certain awareness of what shapes the world. And it is the awareness of kind of what's behind what we see. And, and that's a real powerful thing to have uh, awakened. And, and that's the thing that is scary in the beginning because it can be overwhelming. We're all, uh, if you start to awaken, you're probably a very sensitive person. You might be very much a healer and an empath. It's very hard to not take everything in as you start to awaken and want to heal it uh, or fix it or carry it. And so there's these things that we have to learn about uh, space and boundaries and energy dynamics and how it works so that we don't just open up and like absorb it or bring it all into ourselves. And that can be tricky. That's, that's, that's kind of the tricky part of the journey because you can open up too much too fast or open up in a way that where you're not safe and then you get hit with an energy and uh, you can turn it, you can shut yourself back down. And that happens to a lot of people. Yeah, I think or too. Or kind it's of like, spin out, you know, and lose it, and feel like you're uh, everything's out of control all of a sudden. Yeah, like that uh, practice, like you said, it's not just a quick fix. It's not just one of those things that just, you know, it's the time you put into realizing how powerful you are in your free will and in your presence and in you know what your soul's wanting to to really experience and learn and grow on. But yes, it is. Yes. it's like it's like a professional basketball player. You, know, they might naturally love that playing basketball but they also put the time in because they love doing it you know and connecting with yourself on that level a lot of times what we find out is the things that we thought we wanted to not 
you know, feel and participate within our own existence, we actually find out that we fall in love with it. And we realize how powerful we are in our journey. And then you learn about all kinds of elements like your energy and law of attraction and, you know, your guides and loved ones and our, our source God and our angels. And it's such a vast, it's like just about anything. It's so vast that you, you could spend your lifetime here, transition out and still continue learning. <laughs> right. No, it is a big world, that unseen world that influences us, affects us, and we use energy to create with, to attract things to us, um, to interact within our own body. You know, that meditation, I think, is really about a, many different things in many ways, but one is uh, getting kind of centered and connected within ourselves. It's communi like communication within ourselves, knowing where we are Very true. Uh, energetically and in the body. Uh, the other is focus and, and being able to direct our energy. So that's an ongoing practice, regardless of what else you're doing in life. I think uh, meditation is a helpful uh, very healing practice uh, about aligning with yourself, within yourself. Um, you know, it's funny that as you talk about kind of the, the spiritual path and what happens uh, when you start to journey into it, and, and there is so many things to explore. I was working with a lady yesterday who, um, you know, midlife decided she, she wanted to jump into uh, a spiritual path. She had started to get activated a little bit. And she was uh, sharing with me that she had, you know, kind of, she went to India. She, she started to pursue uh, some kind of inklings about opening up to spirituality. And, and she's realizing now, this was like four or five years ago, that she started that journey, that she, she went into it a little bit naively because she had this idea that she was going to just open up to the spiritual path and it was going to be beautiful and love and light and it was going to fix her whole life. She but probably watched you pray love. <laughs> is, um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's very real and it's yeah. very difficult. It's not for the faint at heart because when you start to open up, to these uh, deeper aspects of self, you also have to uh, reconcile, you know, places where energy is stuck, places where yeah. uh, painful things happen. You have to uh, kind of see and release those energies. So the journey of uh, a spiritual path is often one of healing oneself, very much, which so, means yeah. going through the the points of resistance and pain and stuckness. Uh, which is why it is helpful to have, you know, a group to yeah, work support. with. It's helpful to have support. Uh, it's very important to have tools so you can work through what starts to come up. Um, you know, we don't shut ourselves off uh, by happenstance. We kind of shut ourselves off because something, some pressure in, either invalidated us or scared us or punished us for being too psychic as a child. So we have to turn all that back on, or we have to go through those layers of energy. And so it's not all, uh, you know, easy. It, it's, it's an actual real journey of, uh, you know, discovery, uh, confronting things, releasing things, uh, expansion. So she was kind of lamenting that she's like, I didn't, I was a little naive. I didn't realize that, that 
this opening up in this way and this like releasing the kraken that real i thought it was just kind of you know an intellectual pursuit and it's not (laughs) well it's like i'm one i'm all about those nice as i call them quarter life crises um a lot of cool fun things happen for me during those but yeah it's it's one of the things where like the movie eat pray love and how everybody we we get drawn up in that that journey of oh my gosh here she was having a really tough moment but yet we get caught up in like the italy and in, you know and india right. and and then it's like whenever you actually experience your own and you realize that there is no ignoring what it is that that you are actually wanting to 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 go and face and do and make amends but I tell everybody, even myself, I have to remind myself that when I have to hit those elements of me, those blockages, those painful moments, it's going to cause me to appreciate and have a lot more love and understanding and compassion for anyone else in their own journey. So, Yes. And, and so it's not a negative, right? So the struggle uh, in, in that kind of awakening journey is, is real, and it's actually part of the journey. And we have a, a euphemism we we in my school use to to talk about that time of uh, growth and we just call it a growth period so there's you know if you look start to become aware of someone's energy and you you're watching the aura around them in their energy field uh, it's pretty easy to see when someone's in that growth period or that time of you know, falling away, of breaking down old things, of disintegrating something, and then reemergence it happens. Uh, so oftentimes a, a growth cycle in one's energy awakening is that there'll they'll be an epiphany, a moment of seeing something in a new way, a moment of a high. And then that'll be followed by ha- the dismantling of the old structure. And that uh, experience can feel painful. I'm trying to let go of yes. uh, some way of seeing things or some way I've held my energy. And and so then that old stuff has to fall away and I may be holding on to it or resisting it or uh, not wanting to look at it. And then once that falls away, then there's this reorganization of one's energy, this realignment that can happen in them, a new way of being, a new way of carrying oneself. And these little growth cycles happen as we start to uh, look at energy, as we start to get into a place to meditate and and see the structures and the patterns and the dysfunction of energy. And then we release it. We go through this growth cycle over and over again. Um, And and that's kind of the, the inner workings of it. And we see it all around us. It's kind of a happens in a, in a bigger sense as well uh, in systems or groups or what have you where things, you know, change is a little bit messy. Very true. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, so having some tools, having, a, you know, some kind of a support system, someone that can encourage you, someone that can help direct you, someone who's been through it before um, is important. So finding a practice and a teacher, I'm, I'm all for it. And and you really have to kind of find the one that fits you. It's, it's okay to uh, explore a little bit. It's okay to kind of uh, go out and seek and try things. Uh, there's so many resources these days. But at some point, you kind of have to find that thing that uh, works for you and then start to go 
you know, deep into it. So like our intuitive training, like I say, it's not a weekend seminar. It's a two-year intensive uh, practice and course of learning how to read an aura, learning how to work within clear energy, learning how to see past lives, see spirit guides, uh, see the individual right in front of you truly, uh, you know, neutrally without all the the layers of filters and judgments and resistance and you know, see beyond the world to the spirit. Um, and so it's a, it's a practice to be sure. And we kind of do it in a playful, fun way because amusement is a helpful uh, energy to be in. Uh, and and it's, it's kind of in a, a beginner's mind uh, approach, so we kind of call it psychic like kindergarten. Well, it keeps it open to too because be of the fact that everybody. Well, that's what keeps it open? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Everybody yeah. interprets and, and feels like some some people see like I I know people in my life that see people on the other side. Um, me personally, I saw them when I was little, and then I changed it to feeling and healing first, and then I'll see if I want to, <laughs> depending on depending on what I'm feeling um, and hearing. But so right. it, yes, it, it is. It's such a, a beginning of people getting to know how they really want to receive the message and interaction and. Yeah, and the core component really has to be a safe space to explore it. Right? It's it's certainly something we can shut off in ourselves or look away from really quickly or Very resist uh, when we go into fear. So it it is really grounded in having a safe space to explore and to, like you say, feel, see, know, hear. There's all kinds of ways that we have, that we can begin to perceive energy and make it real. And uh, as as fun as that sounds and and we do do it in a fun playful way it can also be scary you know you open up to feeling an energy you don't know what it's going to be yeah and then you feel it and it's like oh i don't like that so we have to have the this place to where it's safe to uh, not like it and it's safe to like it and it's safe to resist it and it's safe to uh you know accept it um and then we find that place where we know our own boundaries over time. And, and then the experience with energy changes as we grow. Um, but so, yeah, it is, it's a safe space to open up is what we create in our classes. Perfect. Sure. So through your journeys and then of you being a teacher and, you know, former director of the wellness center and psychic Institute. And then, now you have your energy matters podcast like how like what part of your journey did that wake up you know wake you up and um you're a co-host so you had to meet your partner at some point that you guys just realized that, that you click like that do you you know what's your what's your phenomenal story with your your podcast and connecting with well actually i was teaching at a center in hawaii i was uh teaching a mediumship class so these days i teach um what we would consider our advanced classes so our beginning classes are meditation, opening it up to our intuition, exploring that, and and what would be our more graduate type classes would be mediumship and exploring that energy level. And so I was teaching a mediumship um, and a healing class, a hands-on touch healing class uh, in Hawaii, and he was a student at the time, 
and later he became the the director or he ran the center in Hawaii for a while and we just became friends and we really hit it off and uh, after he left uh, Hawaii so you know he kind of evolved into his next step which was uh, going to be kind of his own journey with it and his own teachings uh, I called him up as he was making that transition and I said we should do a podcast and we call it energy matters and he just said sure and and so that, then we started that journey and, and as you know podcasting it is uh, you know it's one of those things that uh, uh, sounds easy, looks easy, but there's a lot to it, and it's, <laughs> yeah. it's not as easy as it looks. Especially if that's um, not your 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 foremost uh, right. passion is technology. <laughs> exactly. So many of us that are very highly sensitive to energy and very much more uh, fall on the side of uh, the scale where we're really interested in, you know, seeing and connecting with other people. You know, we aren't necessarily that technology-centered. No, I don't so use a cell phone today to like that. most people. Uh, a, yeah, take me back to flip phone, phone, and I'm not. I mean, I'm 40. I'll be 41, but I'm like, sim- keep it simple, because I, I can't. I can't handle <laughs> all, all the all the things that could happen. <laughs> right, and and so you know, we started that journey. We we produced uh, a course on chakras together. Uh, this on daily ohm. That was kind of our first thing to do. I can't imagine what it looks like now because we were very much just learning. And, uh, you know, we were borrowing a camera from the library to film it. And, you know, we were oh just... Oh, my God. You got to love it. those beginnings. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and so the content's solid, but the the production value is lacking, I'm sure. Uh, so, but we've grown, you know, and, we, and then we really got into some of the audio stuff for podcasting and uh, we kind of geeked out a little bit on it. And so now we have a pretty good studio system set up. It's taken a few years to find the right product, the right mix. Um, and and the, it's fun. It's fun. And we've gotten to really interview some people that we wouldn't have expected. It's been a great a great journey um, to get to talk to these uh, kind of leaders in in spiritual and coaching and wellness uh, development and uh, in in the sciences even of metaphysics like Dean Radin I spoke with him he's pretty famous for kind of coming at it from the science side um, and it's it's great so it's really fun to be able to open up and make those connections and share it with the world. So, uh, you know, podcasting, definitely something new, something late in my career, you know, to start. Like I've been teaching and traveling to teach and teaching in person for, you know, 30 years and, and kind of expanded over the last decade or so into uh, phone and online teaching and, and then podcasting. It's been a great thing. Yeah, it's definitely beautiful because of the fact that there's so many different transitions over the decades, which um, uh, obviously in you, you and I talking that you're, you're showing and, uh, and highlighting. But the beauty of it, too, is the fact that science and spirituality is becoming a lot more connected. Yes. So that it's not just what somebody would consider like, you know, 
mystic and, and it's not tangible and how, you know, how can somebody who isn't really connected that to that aspect of them. Um, but it, it's really cool that I, I've gotten to see a lot of it, like Wim Hof. Um, I fell in love with uh, taking ice baths and, and stuff of that nature. Mm. But he also hooked up with a lot of scientists, like neuro, you know, neuroscientists, who hooked him up to machines and monitored his body while he was going into that state through his breathing and um, acclimation to the cold temperatures and the fact that it didn't it didn't phase his body even the way that we perceived it would because of his practice and his, you know, and the benefits of it. So it's just nice that nowadays that it's becoming, it's becoming more tangible or the soul is definitely becoming more tangible and at the forthright than what it has over, over the decades, I believe. Yeah. I think one of the enjoyable things about, you know, having been practicing this as long as I have, which you know, is a short time comparative to mysticism and this knowledge uh, being kind of known uh, in the world, not widely known as it's becoming so much more widely known. Our meditation has become so accessible. Um, it is to see that confirmation of what was already known in the mystic mystic side of things, what was kind of expect. Um, suspected or seen as you know the benefits of meditation or the way energy works or the effects that happen in the body and we're starting to see this uh, scientific confirmation of many of those things and there are so many scientific studies happening now about the effects of meditation Uh, you know it's really wonderful to have that validated and uh, I think it will continue I think we are in a really kind of a spiritual renaissance or reawakening. Uh, you know, we went really far to the direction of science, which is uh, wonderful, but, uh, and, and there's nothing wrong with, with a scientific way of seeing things or a scientific method of study, but it went so far into only validating the analytical and right. the, the thinking mind. And there's this whole other aspect of conscious awareness and the conscious mind that one experiences and opens up into in meditation um, and, and the way of validating uh, reality uh, is very different when you get deep into meditation. The experience of consciousness, of energy, of a higher power, uh, it, it, it's hard to put into words. And, and so there's this kind of reawakening of the mystic aspect or the consciousness of things that are spiritual. And, and I think it's, you know, that and science are kind of coming together, uh, maybe because science is evolving to where it can actually, uh, we're going to be able to uh, sense and measure some of these uh, spiritual things that uh, beforehand just were totally unseen and unmeasurable. Uh, but there's a lot of validation happening for what those of us in the mystical viewpoint of the world have kind of known or suspected all along about how things work in a body and in the relationship between energy and consciousness and a body. Very true. It's, yeah, a, it's, it's a beautiful balance. Yeah. Yeah, and both things can be true. I think one of the the interesting things about really uh, getting clear in meditation and opening up in oneself is that uh, oftentimes it's really not an either or. 
uh, it's like both things can be true. And, and we just oftentimes from the worldly uh, kind of materialistic perspective can't see the intersection of where both both things exist. Yeah, highly valuable for the experience of the soul, for, for sure. Yes, yes. So if it's either or, then one's validated and the other's invalidated. Uh, when you can kind of open up to see the interaction and the intersection of spirit, soul and body, let's say, uh, then both both aspects of something suddenly become true, not in the sense of relativism, but in the sense that you see how they interact and connect, and you go, oh, okay, yeah, yeah I think both it, of those things are happening. Yeah, definitely highlighting the importance of both aspects. It's like, without without the body, what is the soul really experiencing? <laughs> you know, right. it, it's sort of, right. it's like when you realize how important both aspects, how you know, multidimensional we are, and that just really, it, it gives us more of a purpose to be here and to learn as opposed to just yeah. feeling like we're going to be like a vegetable on a raft waiting, waiting for it to end. You know what I mean? It's like, it, it does, it makes it important when you connect to all aspects of you to, to, to be present, they, they say. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. To be present and, and growth, you know, to grow, to learn, to expand. Uh, that is kind of the, the call of spirit awakening is, is growth. Very true. Um, evolving. And, you know, if we're not hearing that, it's very easy to uh, kind of get caught up in the day-to-day, -day, you know, minutia of life. And when we really connect with spirit, there's always something new to experience and explore um, and expand into, even in the routine of day-to-day -day life. So you've been through all this of being a, a, a loving, supportive, phenomenal, intuitive awareness teacher, and you've experienced a lot. Heck, you were teaching in Hawaii, like already there. I'm going, how the hell do I get to Hawaii now? Uh, <laughs> I'm like, ah, Hawaii. Um, there's a, it's like a, it's a bucket list. But um, where, and you, now you have your podcast. So what, what is it that you feel so deeply connected and, and where are you expanding? What do you foresee that, uh, that you, you know, your soul is really craving and, and going to open up and, and do? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. The practice and what I do is, is rooted in, I think is always rooted in the connection with the individual teaching uh, someone to awaken it's very uh, much focused on you know change the individual and ultimately that kind of changes everything and empowering people in that way uh, you know we we've done like we did a retreat to costa rica and took a bunch of people and that was a wonderful experience traveling and teaching it's been wonderful um i, I think the the step of the podcast and expanding that reach in that way and expanding kind of getting out into the world in that way, that has been the journey in the last few years. So I certainly see that continuing. Um, being able to, to reach and teach more people is really important. Um, you know, the state of the world right now, to me, there is nothing more important than... Uh, awakening people to get in touch with that 
sensitive uh, subtler side of themselves and to get rooted and grounded in that soul uh, energy self because when you're coming from that part of yourself and when you come into the world uh, grounded in that part of yourself you don't uh, create destruction and discord and uh, you know it's it's healing for everyone when you're grounded and centered and aligned with spirit and and so that would be my goal I think is to see that level of awakening and healing uh, kind of continue and, and to spread into the world beautiful more fully yes you know. that's awesome well I truly appreciate our time together and I loved hearing your journey and all the blessings that you learned for yourself as well as what you're wanting to encourage in other people's journeys and if anyone is looking for you what is the best way that they can find you Probably the best way to really get acquainted with me would be through the podcast. So energymattersacademy.com is our website. Energy Matters is the podcast, which, of course, can be found through all the major outlets and iTunes, Spotify, um, Stitcher, all those. Uh, And we're on YouTube as well with uh, Energy Matters. So if you, you kind of look into Google Energy Matters or go directly to our website, energymattersacademy.com, uh, you know, that's a great starting point. From there, you can get to my personal website, which is intuitivevision.net, um, and then David's uh, on the Energy Matters one, and his is davidgandelman.com, which is his name. Uh, so we work together to teaching beginners and putting out content. Um, we have a lot of great podcasts. I think we just, we just released, I don't know, like our 58th uh, episode. So we're kind of getting up there. We've got a few more great ones on the way. Uh, but yeah, I'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. Um, and I definitely will be encouraging other people too, to, cause I've listened to a handful of your, your podcasts and I love them because even like, even people like you and I who are, you know, as people say, we're really great at teaching and helping and encouraging other people. But in the same token, sometimes I smile and I giggle and go, don't forget that I'm, I'm too on a, on a journey. That's what I love about my podcasting is I'm getting in connection with other people on their journeys. And you and I have like our similar sensitivities of, of uh, you know, psychic and mediumship. And so it's just really good and nice way of growing within ourselves as well. Yes. Well, and and I think that's the pretty core thing that um, maybe to kind of bear in mind in the spiritual world, it is a journey. Uh, It's not a destination. And all of us, even as we're teaching, that's just the next step on our journey of growing, right? Absolutely. As a teacher, I'm always uh, kind of challenged to grow and change in myself. and, and that's just kind of the a foundational aspect of it, to be sure. Very yeah. cool. Wonderful. And thank you so very much for connecting with the Beyond Grounded family. And uh, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing, you know, how you and David grow and expand with your energy matters. And uh, who knows? I mean, there's something inside of me that's like, well, maybe maybe we'll be meeting up in a retreat or something. <laughs> 
Right. Maybe it's Hawaii. I don't know. <laughs> That's sticking yeah, to me. There's some wonderful places to uh, travel where there's some great energy and, and a great space to, uh, you know, journey inward, actually. Sounds kind of funny, but... <laughs> I tell people all the time, if you're drawn to a certain spot, you know, save up your monies and go. There's a reason for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm really, it was a pleasure chatting with you and getting to meet you. And, and I'm sure our paths will cross again. Absolutely. Thank you so, so very much, Cody. And uh, we'll, we'll definitely, like I said, who knows, maybe we'll talk soon. <laughs> right. Blessings. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining me and Cody Edner today and uh, learning a lot about connecting with your intuitive awareness and your journey and how to fall in love and appreciate and heal within your, your time here. If you have any other questions or any thoughts or you want to reach out to consult with Beyond Grounded, your spiritual life coach, Brian Didino, by all means, reach out to me at Estella at beyondgrounded.com. You'll find me on Facebook and Instagram at Beyond Grounded. And uh, I look forward to talking to you more about your soul's journey and what you could do with that and helping you get through the blockages that you might feel that you have in, in alignment with what you're here to experience and, uh, and learn from. So on that note, I give you all much love, a lot of blessings, and uh, I look forward to hearing from you and uh, talking to you soon. Bye.